The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Welcome to another episode of Tables, Others and Chairs here on the HTM Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Others, coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. Coming up on today's show, we've got a round table of various characters from my circle of friends, the uh, Northern Grap scene, Grapparati, if you will. Uh, we went over Saturday's big pay-per-view, E. AEW's debut show, Double or Nothing. Uh, lots of thoughts, lots of discussion, uh, most of it positive. Before that, we got a little bit about my weekend, which was uh, absolutely full to the brim of wrestling. Uh, I went to three shows, Fight Club Pro in Wolverhampton on the Friday. Uh, lots of NXT UK talent. Uh, Travis Banks was in action, Tony Storm... Ilya Dragunov, and uh, at the end, a surprise appearance from none other than WWE UK Champion Walter. Uh, it was in the finale, the last match of the night, uh, besties in the world, losing the Tag Team Champions to Schadenfreude, a uh, faction that Walter used to be in. Uh, Schadenfreude at the end, gloating that nobody could stop them, they had all the belts, they were unstoppable. Uh, suddenly, the opening strings of Walter's music played. The uh, place went absolutely mad. Uh, then it stopped. Schadenfreude pissing themselves, laughing in the middle of the ring. Haha, you shitheads, we got you. But then the lights went out. It went pitch black. Walter's music hit. He came out and absolutely destroyed them all. So, yeah, it looks like... a. Uh, Walter's come back for a bit of revenge on Schadenfreude. Was a member of their group. They kicked him out when he signed the WWE NXT UK contract. Interesting to see where that one goes. Uh, Sunday, I had a, a double shot of title championship wrestling action in Leeds. At 2pm, there was a six-match women's card, uh, which was really good fun. Uh, the best match being... Chikara defending her titles women's championship against Lana Austin. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, Lana Austin were the first set of NXT UK tapings after NXT TakeOver Blackpool. Uh, she's a regular on the northern scene, very popular. Uh, Chikara, another one of the long list of very young, very talented up-and-comers here in the UK. Uh, she's only 18, already showing a lot of promise. Uh, it was a really good match with uh, Chikara retaining. Uh, 5.30 was start of the evening show. The highlight of that being absolutely fantastic match between Brady Phillips and Joe Nelson. Uh, I watch a lot of wrestling, and for me, this is definitely a contender for match of the year. Uh, Brady Phillips gets better every time I see him. Uh, Joe Nelson, he's only 17. Uh, he's already very, very good. Uh, High-flying cruiserweight. Uh, he can only get better with age. And, uh, yeah, as long as he stays injury-free, I can see him doing big things in the future. 
Uh, another highlight, NXT UK star Joseph Connors being extremely un-PG. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail about what he said, because uh, I don't want him to get in trouble with uh, Uncle Paul, but uh, lots of colourful language. Uh, what I will say is there was an elderly fan that was sat in the front row, uh, known affectionately to Tidal Wrestling fans as Supergrad. She's a, a regular attendee at all the shows. And uh, she shouted out to Connors, Who's the wanker now? To which uh, Connors, on the spot, instant response, Your dead husband. Savage. Uh, Un-PG Connors is absolutely brutal. Uh, Huge pop. Uh, Speaking of wankers, it's time for a new segment on tables, others and chairs. It's time for Wanker of the Week. For those of you that don't know, uh, wanker is a British colloquialism of a derogatory nature, indicating the person you are directly uh, insulting is a chronic masturbator. Or, in layman's terms, uh, wanker of the week is given out to the biggest wanker, dickhead, arsehole, bellend, knob jockey going around. Uh, This week's Wanker of the Week goes to British Prime Minister Theresa May. Uh, May announced she'd be stepping down as leader of the Conservative Party at uh, at the start of June in a speech in front of Number 10 Downing Street last week. Uh, As her speech drew to a close, poor Theresa got all emotional, Uh, her voice began to crack, and she broke down crying. Now, uh, to Theresa, I will ask... Where were the tears for the 72 victims of the Grenfell Tower fires? Uh, Where were the tears for the 598 homeless people that died on our streets last year? Where are the tears for our overworked NHS staff? For the thousands that are suffering through welfare cuts that have caused a record number of food banks to be used? Uh, Where are the tears for the 4 million children in the UK that are living in abject poverty? Um, Side note, did you know that child homelessness in the UK has surged by 80% since the Conservative Party came into power in 2010? There's 124,500 minors that are housed in temporary accommodation at the end of last year alone. Where are the tears for that? None. Only tears for herself caused by herself and her own party's ineptitude. Her tears are indicative of this government and, to be fair, most politicians of any party self-serving, only interested in themselves. Theresa May, you are this week's Wanker of the Week. When we come back, AEW Double or Nothing Roundtable, running through all the highlights of Vegas's MGM Grand, we're coming back. Hey guys, Big Joe from Turnbuckle Talk here, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Thanks, others. And uh, we are live from the assembly room in Leeds. Uh, we're doing a in Leeds. We're doing a uh, round table 
No, it's, well, it's not a round table, it's more a rectangular. Alright, clever dick. Uh, right. AEW, double or nothing, uh, host a selection of characters. We've got uh, Andrew Ogden of Graps and Claps fame. Hiya. Uh, Jeff, his brother. Hiya. Mr. Ben Corrigan. Hello. And uh, Matthew Banks. Matty. Oh, sorry. There we go. It's Matty Banks. Sorry, I won't call you by your mother's name. I apologise. Uh, so, yeah, AEW, double or nothing, uh, yesterday. We've all watched it. And uh, before we delve into the matches, what's the uh, general consensus? It's all right. It's all right until now. Um, yeah, good show. I think um, Alex Marvez needs to find another career. He was fucking dreadful. Um, like a rabbit caught in the headlights, that fella. Um, Jim Ross, um, he should pack it in as well for me. Um, no, you like that the, there were a bit before the Coldy and Dustin match where he said, I don't know what we're actually doing next. Um, the emotions taking me all over the place with the Dustin and Cody match. I'm like, fuck off, Jim. You, you, yeah, is that, is that you might be a time. Is that his fault that they haven't been briefed about what's happening next? And what's He's not bloody format, sheets. He knows that's what's coming maybe on. That's, maybe he doesn't know. That's the issue. Mm. <laughs> we're there with a piece of paper. It's like, fucking do your research, Jim. Uh, but Excalibur, top man. I, I thought Excalibur was excellent commentating. So... Commentary aside, what do we think of the actual presentation of it then? I was I was really looking forward to the show. Um, I was all in waiting for this show. Oh, oh. In the bin. I was. I thought, I thought this, this sounds quite exciting. It's going to be something. We're obviously going all all out to uh, make oh, it an impression. Uh, so I was looking forward to it. I don't, I don't think it disappointed. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I, I think it's probably the show of the year, US-wise, for me this year. Yeah, I'll probably agree with that. Um, Thank God the funds are all over. Yeah, well, I, I won't get too carried away with that one yet. Yeah. Um, if, we're, if we're talking about it, we'll go through it, briefly touch on each match. Yeah, yeah. Starting with the uh, the buy-in, the pre-show. Uh, it started with a, a really confusing style battle royal. It was well, they like, had five in at once, didn't they? Yeah, and they, they didn't get even entrances, did they? Like, Dustin, Dustin um, Thomas was just Mr. Noel, like, so we just sat there on the floor, weren't it? Three styles of wrestling as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the biggest crime. I mean, I mean Dustin Noel's Thomas just enter. He was all, already in the ring when the show started. That's, we should have given that guy an entrance at least. We should give him a leg up. Oh, but it, no, but it, it, it's stuff like that. In the ring at the moment, it all instantly makes your guys look like jobbers. Yeah, I guess, I guess that. Yeah, it's. I'm, prob- I'm sure it was probably just time restraints. Well, it's not like you put him on a skateboard at the top of the ramp. You know, you know what I mean? Just like give him a push. I mean, the one thing that, that I remember when they were, they were introducing the rules, <laughs> they've got a, your former WWE guy, what's his name? Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts. He's the uh, the compare for the in the ring announcer. He's going through the rules and he's like, uh, elimination counts when you're thrown over the top rope and both feet touch the floor. So is, is, is Dustin Roberts won then? Well, I'm absolutely stumped about that. I, 
I appreciate the idea that they're trying to do something different to a rumble. It's only their trademark type thing. But well, see, I, I seen a rumble. I were at Defiant last night, and they have pinfalls and submissions in that rumble. Right. I think MLW have done something quite yeah, similar. Like that, uh, yeah. IWRG in Mexico, they do a very similar thirty-man rumble with pinfalls and things as well. So you can still do the dives. Yeah, I don't know. I think they were trying to keep with with it being in Vegas, the old casino gimmick and and suits. It was weird because you had like you had five guys start, they had another five guys come in with it, like they revealed another card for the suits, and all five guys had come. Like I think the first time that five guys came down to the ring, I think it was like uh, a gangbang. It was like Joey Janella. Oh, Jesus. It was Joey Janella, Jimmy Abbott, uh, Brian Billman Jr., and two other lads who I weren't familiar with. And uh, I think there was one spot where Jimmy Abbott stapled a lit cigarette to Joey Janella's head. This was the problem, wasn't it? Because of the way it worked with the group entrances. You didn't. You sometimes didn't even realise who was there or what they were doing. Or, yeah. Uh, you did, like, sometimes people had been in the ring like a couple of minutes before I even realised they'd even made an entrance. Yeah, I mean there was uh, quite a few blasts from the past. Uh, Glacier. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Tommy Dreamer. Oh, he always gets his way in on shows, doesn't he? <laughs> Tommy Dreamer. He, he'd be at the opening. He'd be the, the opening of a. Envelope. Uh, envelope, like Mick, like Mick Foley, isn't it? He's not on in Norwich next week, I, is he? I was going to laugh when um, Jimmy Havoc stapled uh, on uh, Tommy Dreamer's dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, your vintage Jimmy Havoc spot, the old uh, stapler to the ball bag. Any lemon juice on there? No lemon juice. Maybe, maybe you couldn't get it through customs. Did you notice Tommy Dreamer was wearing the uh, Dust, Dusty Rhodes polka dot yeah. pants? Which yeah. which they, everyone keeps doing as a tribute to Dusty Rhodes, but apparently Dusty Rhodes really hated the polka dot gimmick of when he was alive, so I, I, don't, I don't get how that's become the tribute to him. So. Uh, Ace Mar- Romero, he's a big lad, isn't he? He did the move of the match, I'll tell you that. Big lad. He pounced Marco Stunt. Out of oh, yeah, I remember yeah, Marco Stunt, he like, sent him off the rope, and Romero came for another direction in like... Totally yeeted him out the ring. Uh, I think the final four was Jimmy Havoc, Luchasaurus, who I'm not sold on, to be quite honest. Uh, MJF, who was an absolute delightful shit all the way through the match. When he was uh, stomping away on the corner to uh, Dustin Roberts, saying, oh, I'm sorry, Lieutenant Dan. What a shit out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who was the other guy, the last guy? Hangman Page. Hangman Page. And it ended up being uh, Page in MJF, the last two. Yeah, and Page. Unsurprisingly. Page won. Picking up the win. What did you think of the actual match then? Uh, I were, it, I was all, it was okay, but it wasn't the best. No, it wasn't good. I think that the. the I, I applaud them on doing something different instead of your standard 30 man rumble. It was a little bit confusing at times, like you say, Ben, you, did, you didn't know who was in. I don't think all people got announced when they come down to the ring. I mean, it was supposed to be a 21 man and it ended up being 22. Orange Cassidy rocked up, didn't they? Yeah, there was a very eclectic mix of uh, characters. And again, that was that was part of the issue for me. I, I felt it, 
they tried to do some kind of wacky kind of WrestleMania weekend, Joey Janelle's spring break type booking as well. So, so like you had your nostalgia people like your Glaciers and your Billy Guns and your Tommy Dreamers. You had your Dustin Thomas was in there and your Marco Stunt. But then they also tried to play it off as a serious contenders match with Hangman Page and the Luchasaurus and uh, MJF and Jimmy Havoc. So it was kind of it was very mixed about what they're trying to achieve there. The rules didn't help it. Like I say, I appreciated them doing trying to think about something different to do uh, but I think the way they presented it just people coming in in groups no one had an identity uh, nobody knew what was going on it was uh, it was a mess I think that the final four was pretty telling maybe giving you an indication of people further down the line when they're a more established brand people to look out for I could see MJF being like one of your top mid-card heels Hangman Page is definitely going to be up there, either in the title picture or with the title. I think Jimmy Havoc, if they're going to do an hardcore division, he's obviously going to be uh, there or thereabouts. And Luchasaurus, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of him at all, to be quite honest. But I think it was a perfectly, you know, reasonable opening. I think it got the crowd into it, and I think it was the right result because uh, Angman Page is definitely going to be. He's their man. He's he's definitely going to be the anointed one in it in group. Yeah. Uh, the first ever singles match, AEW. Alex Marvez probably said that <laughs> as well. He said he got it later in the evening. The first ever tag team match. It just come to me then. Uh, Alex. Sammy Guevara versus. Can I just point out that Jimmy Havoc said cunt? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. He had a guy in the corner and he went, fuck you, you cunt. And I was like, I don't think even they'll get away with that, to be honest. Well, that's Jimmy Havoc fired already. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus our very own favourite. Yeah, I agree, Matty. I think Kip Sabian did a great job. Um, we're obviously invested in Kip Sabian. As he was a regular, uh, particularly on the northern grap scene, saw him a lot in Lucha Forever, uh, Southside. Uh, I think he even worked title a few times, didn't he? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think it's very interesting. They're quite obviously targeted in the UK as one of their big markets, uh, and so I thought it was quite interesting that they gave Kip Sabian a, a singles match, quite a high profile singles match, on the free show, on the free channel. Uh, and they gave him the win as well, so I think they've also got quite big plans for the UK market and I think Kip Sabin's going to be one of their key guys in, in, in that direction. Yeah, I totally agree Ben. Um, I think it was interesting, I think a lot of people coming into this match thought it would probably be a very flippy affair, but I thought Kip Sabin showed a lot of good technical wrestling as well. Yeah, it, it, it was what it needed to be, wasn't it? It was, a, it was a good match, I wouldn't say it was a great match. Uh, it, it was absolutely fine. I'm not sure. It's the same with the Battle Royal and this one. I'm not, if, if the idea of this pre-show was to convince people to buy the pay-per-view, <laughs> did it really convince anyone that wasn't already buying the pay-per-view to buy the pay-per-view? I'm, I'm not sure it did. Yeah, um, it was a good move where uh, Kip Sabian was uh, laying across the barrier and uh, Sammy Guevara a shooting star press from the apron across his back. Well, that was pretty... In a sieve, and uh, Sabian picking up, I'd say a shock win, when uh, went to it at 6.30, got his own knees up and uh, hit the Deathly Hollows on him. I thought it was a bit of a 
a shock win, to be honest. I didn't see Kip winning. Uh, no. Uh, did, did, did he end up losing that brief? The, the IPW briefcase, has he still got that? Or has he lost that? I've no idea. I know he's lost his John, John Nelson, did he? I can't remember. Maybe, like, maybe he just gave it him as a going away present. There's, there's your lunchbox back, Joe. <laughs> uh, getting on to the main show proper, it was uh, SCU taking on Strong Hearts, the uh, team of Chima, T-Hawk and Lindemann. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't get SCU at all. I, like I, I kind of like that the, the, the whole gimmick is that they've been around for a while, the, the, the veterans of the scene, and now they're playing these goofy, goofy guys. I, I, I like it. They just seem like a bunch of pissed up lads on an 18 to 30s on a gimmick. That's what I like about it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm a big fan of the old Strong Arts. Um, there's a promotion over here in the UK called Fight Club Pro. Uh, Chima and uh, I think it's T-Hawk. They've both... T-Hawk. T-Hawk. T-Hawk, yeah. They've uh, both been over to Fight Club Pro on numerous occasions. I was a big fan of this match. I thought... Oh, she, she, Chima's been over for years and years and years, so... Yeah, UK fans will have a... They'll recognise him. Uh, I thought it was a really good match, really fast paced. I think it was the, the proper match to open the card. I thought it got the crowd really into it. You could tell that the uh, the majority of the crowd there hadn't seen Chima before because whenever he did the oh, ooh, hardly anybody joined in, which was sickening to me, but there you go. Uh, what did you think of the opener, Andy? He got three and a half stars on the grapple app. Um, That's not bad. That's I mean, fair, yeah. Very good opener. Uh, I, I thought the... Uh, the old WE gap. The first, the opening match, SCU versus uh, the Oriental lads, should we say? Yeah, I thought I thought they a very good match. I yeah. thought it was good just to see the uh, OWE wrestlers. That's it, OWE. Yeah. Well, they're not they're not native OWE wrestlers. Are they? they're guys? They're the guys that were in Dragon Gate start with. They went over to China to kind of start the new wrestling promotion and train the guys. I said Lindemann, which is a brand of drink. I mean, you might have seen the videos on YouTube. There's these videos on YouTube of the actual native OWE trainees putting on these ridiculous acrobatic matches, moves you've never seen before. And I kind of thought there might have been a place for that kind of match on this show. You know, kind of like the Ring of Honor. Uh, sorry, the, yeah, when Ring of Honor did the Dragon Gate Six Mans yeah. in, in like 2006, and they brought, like, almost like imported the match and blew people's minds away. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, you're on pay per view. It's your first ever show. Uh, there's room to go, go to that. Those ordinary Chinese guys probably do need a bit of polish. So I think it's pretty. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea to have the actual the Dragon Gate trainers there. So yeah. Jr. kind of dropping a gaff calling the Chinese. I see a lot of people jumped on him on Twitter, on social media. Should do his research. Yeah, I get that, but they are a Chinese organisation, so you know I can. I can see how easy a mistake it is that I just thought a lot of people on mine were a bit harsh on JR last night. I thought he started off a bit, you know, a bit ropey, but he got better towards as the night went on. I'll tell you what I liked in that first match, Scorpio Sky. Yes. Never, never seen him before. Um, like, 
I don't watch ROA, I don't yeah, watch. Same, I'm not a massive uh, uh, but, 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 I, I was impressed by him. Yeah, I thought the teamwork from both teams was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. What a great, innovative uh, tandem offence from both teams. I thought the match flowed really, really well. I thought it was a perfect opener, got the crowd into it, and yeah, I thought it was a decent match. I I'd, pro I'd probably go with you, Andy. I'd probably go, give it a three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it was a decent match. I agree. Uh, the SCU's whole thing is to go to every, every city they go to around the, the US. Town. It's, it's the worst town I've ever been to. They've not, so been, not, not visited Rochdale yet. Not been to Hull, has he? Not been to Hull. Well, just wait till we go to Blackpool. Bloody hell. Have we, a field there. Doncaster, though, which I'm quite surprised about. Oh, they do, they do ring a lot of it at the Donny Dome, don't they? Uh, Scorpio Sky and Chris Daniels, they were there in the old MPW days. Oh, all right. So... Uh, next up, we had, uh, as is tradition in another promotion, the second match was the women's match. Hey. I wonder where they got that one from. My friends. My friends. Uh, we had Kylie Ray, not Kaylee Ray. Smiley Kylie Ray. Versus uh, Nyla Rose versus Dr. Britt Baker, DSD or something or other. She's a dentist. She's a dentist, for those of you that don't know. It's a dentist. She's a tooth doctor. Yeah. Looks after your natures. Yeah. And uh, before the match started, Brandy Rhodes came out and it, it looked like she was going to do a Shane O'Mac. Oh, I'm in charge here. I'm going to put myself in the match. But uh, yeah. she threw us a curveball and what a bloody curveball it was. It was it was none other than the welfare that, queen off uh, of Glow. That was the biggest surprise yeah I'd say it was I think nobody predicted that uh, no. Awesome Kong was going to come out and uh, she was the usual dominant self I think out of all the people that were wasted in WWE well she left because she was pregnant yeah but couldn't she have like, come back afterwards I think she wanted to like stay being like like a mother and then do little bits here and there. Oh bloody hell! Fucking terrible. <laughs> Especially Nia Jack. No, no, Tamina Snooker. Oh. But uh, yeah, what did you think of the match as a whole? Uh, I know that it's hard when you've got like you've got numerous people in a match. I think I think, I think um, compared to the other women's match on the show, I think this was. Uh, Fairly average, maybe. I, I rated about two and a half stars on on grapple. Um, I didn't. I felt they all had the little spots, but yeah. it all felt a bit slow. You know that Nyla Ray and Awesome Kong, they went to outside. You didn't see them for like another three, four minutes. You know when I think it's Spader on. You get that in multiple men matches though, don't you? When, yeah. when there's multiple people in you always get two in, two out. Yeah. It always happens in matches. I thought there was a good there's a good Tower of Doom spot. Yeah. That were decent. And uh I think like Nyla Rose eliminated uh Kong with that spear to the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kylie Ray got her uh, her elbow super kicked off her head. Yeah, and then she got finished off with a Ushigarushi. Ushigarushi, one, two, three. Well, thanks yeah, for coming. I, I thought a very average match. They were all right. It was what it was, wasn't it? Well, as we go into it later, I'd say, Joe, the, the women's match later's in well better. Next up, the first ever tag team match in AEW 
which are best friends, Chucky T Trent. and Trent, question mark. Trent Barretta. No, he's, he's, always, he's always been, since he come on the Indies, he's always been Trent, question, question mark. mark. Trademark, innit, WWE. Yeah. They own your name, they own your soul. Uh, yeah, best friends versus Evans and Han Calico, looking like two luminous glow sticks. Yeah. Uh, what did you think, Ben? Tag team action. Uh, best friends against uh, was it Carreros Castillo? Let's just say Evans and Han Calico. Uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest Han Calico fan. He came, he came to Europe with a lot of hype, but then he's been boring crowds for about two years now. Uh, I, I think he's been living off that dive yes. in Lucha yeah. Underground. Off the house. Blue in the dark. Uh, yeah, they should have. They should have turned the lights down. No, I, 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 you know, like the neon, in, neon lights. That would have looked really cool. CML do it every year for their Day of the Dead show. Uh, do something different. That would. That's one idea they could have stolen and done really well. No bangarang either. What's, it was, this what's was the a, point? It was, it was a PWG mid-card match. I thought that's where it needs to be. Yeah, I'd agree with that, Matty. I thought for a, it was a decent tag match. Again, not the best tag team match on the card. But I thought there were plenty there. Plenty of good action. I give it 3.25. Oh, a quarter star, is it? Yeah. I thought... No. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, a bit sad that I didn't see Chuck Taylor do the old apple waffle. You know the um, it literally like flings them up, bang, pile driver. A bit like what Davis, got, Mark Davis does. I can't believe they kicked out of the Falcon Arrow. Oh, they, they did the deal, and they, well, nobody kicks out no of the Falcon Arrow. Oh, no, unbelievable. Uh, I thought Jack Evans in particular shined in this match. Yeah. I mean the guys. Especially for his age, he's knocking on a bit now, isn't he? Yeah, but he's uh, well. He did bring of honour all them years ago. Remember, like the triple quadruple moonsault off the off the cage. That was when they went into business with the cells, supposedly. I think he's fantastic. I think are. Jack Evans is fantastic. It's a shame if if rumours are believed to be true that his uh, his attitude and temper have kind of uh, held his career back. Because I think as far as athleticism goes. There aren't many better than Jack Evans. I think he's great. Uh, best friends picking up the win. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a decent tag team match. It was a crunchy what they won with. Uh, I think more... It, it was like a, a, like a yeah. jetpack. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Assisted. Assisted, yeah. yeah. Uh, one bit of the match that did uh, upset me a little bit was uh, when the lights went out, came back on, Super Smash Brothers were there. Yeah. And, uh, and the crowd chanted... Who are they? Who are, who are they? they? Unbelievable. Uh, what did you think, Ben? Um... And they weren't mentioned by name on commentary either, which was obviously because they're going to be doing a, a different gimmick or a different name, aren't they? Rather than Possibly. The, rather than the video game. Well, it's quite obvious. They're not going to be doing the video game geek-style gimmick anymore, are they? There's obviously something a lot darker there. That, um, that was good when they built the, the human throne for uh, Evil Uno. Yeah, yeah, that was good, that. Yeah, all, those, all the uh, delirious lookalikes on the outside of the ring doing their... Uh, the best um, shit delirious impressions to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but 
Who are they? I thought. I think it is bad, bad, bad crowd. In, in the bin. Because apart from PWG, no, no, it's not. Chicago, PWG, they've not got much exposure in the US, and that's that's been that must be, even that's like five years ago now. So I was going to say, didn't one of them have a border issues as well? Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's. It boils down to that basically, but uh, I, I don't think it's an unfair crowd reaction because um, they, they were presented as being a big deal. But a lot of the crowd didn't know who they were, so I think it's quite a fair question. One thing I've got to say about the crowd, what yeah. they did all fucking night. One, two, sweet. Yeah, that, that can get in the bin. All fucking night. Not a fan of that at in, all. In the bin. Right, next up, bit of Josie action. This one was definitely bought by Kenny Omega. Arja uh, Kong, Yuzo Sakaka, and... Uh, Emi Sakura versus Akora Shida, Ryo Abi and Rio Mizunami. I pronounce it. Oh God! I thought... <laughs> yeah, it was a very good match. I'd agree with you there, Matt. Yeah, but I'll be honest. Going into it, it was a match I was probably least bothered about because I don't watch Josie wrestling. But I thought it was a really, really entertaining match. Yeah. We had a good mismatch of styles. Uh, Emi Sakura, obviously, with a uh, Freddie Mercury. She was good. Yeah. The old we will rock you. Yeah, got the crowd into it. Because you've got to imagine that most of that crowd there Not a fucking club. probably wouldn't know who they were. Oh. But they managed to win the crowd over. Yeah, and that's, that's what impressed me. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm the biggest uh, current Joshi fan. I, yeah, same here. I was a big All Japan Women show, back in, uh, big All, All Japan Women fan back in the 90s. I liked a bit of Gaia in the early 2000s. Um, I've since lost touch with the seat. It's so fragmented. There's so many uh, women's promotions. Sendai Yeah, Sendai Girls, uh, Ice Ribbon, uh, Gator Moon. Seedling. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, so I'm not, I don't keep up with it, but uh, so I'm not going to pretend that I knew who half these people were. But uh, I knew Sakura, I knew Asher Kong, but uh, like the crowd, uh, I, there was a fear that the crowd was just going to be very silent for this. Or... Well, I noticed at the beginning a lot of people were getting up to get drinks, go to the toilet, get a bit of food. Which, to be fair, if it's a four-hour show, yeah, you've got to take a break sometime. You're going to go in the match that you're least invested in. But, you know, once everyone got back to the seats, settled down, I thought the match really delivered. I thought it was a decent match. It was, it was, it was what it needed to be. Uh, like all the matches on the show, they were what they needed to be to, to really deliver. Uh, they won the crowd over, the crowd stayed with them, the crowd wanted them to do well. Uh, so yeah, good result. The, the, the only match. thing that knocked it down a notch, and so we said this in the pub early, was the uh, false recount. Oh right. To be fair, they showed a replay, and it clearly was a two. Right. I think it was a miscommunication with whoever we were doing. He knocked it down a quarter of a start. Yeah. For me. I mean, what? Another thing I'll say is, do you think that this match was like an opportunity for AEW as a company to look at six talents and go, right? Who do we want to bring in long term? 
the, the story supposedly is that they are going to treat the, uh, the Japanese women's wrestling scene, they're going to bring it in kind of like WCW did with the cruiserweights back in 96, 97, uh, as, like a, as a feature on all their shows, working with themselves, doing their own kind of style match. It's going to be a, like a unique attraction that you can only see on those shows. Uh, and I think... If that was an advert for it, then it's yeah, done a good job for absolutely. it. I, I, if, if they could try and give each of the individuals a bit more personality and a bit of character and a bit of individuality uh, so people know who they are, then I think they wanted something good there. Yep, uh, Miz and Army's team picking up the win with a, a shining wizard from uh, Shida. The, uh, the next match for me, I'd say it would probably match of the night. And that's saying a lot because the, the two matches after it were decent as well. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Cody, don't call me Rhodes. Thoughts? Um, I give this four and a half, four and a half stars. Fantastic. Yep. Um, Ex- excellent. Exceeded all expectations. There, there was only one dust spot where Cody Rhodes uh, tried to chuck uh, Dustin back into the ring and it didn't work the first time where where Dustin tried to do you know like build like bounce back and then and then they tried it again and it worked but that was the only oh his entrance yeah it was very clearly a, a dig at Triple H uh, those of you that haven't seen it yet Cody's come out and there's like a throne with skulls on it and a, a cross very uh, very similar to the kind of yeah the imagery of Triple H uh, Brandy Rhodes went under the ring got a sledgehammer which of course is uh, Triple H's weapon of choice went back up the ramp Hit the chair and uh, yeah. Yeah. Of that, you piss, you piss ants. Yeah. The, the last time I saw a throne destroyed like that was when I had a takeaway from the, uh, the Taj Palace. So, so, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tables, others, and chairs. Plumbing new depths each week. Literally, Literally, yeah. They didn't need to do that. I thought that was cheap. I thought it was unnecessary. I thought it was petty. Um, Stop talking about the other side all the time. Do your own thing. Carve your own path. Have your own identity. Show people that you're not just competition. You're not trying to be the... Just do your own thing. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think there was another stage in the night where uh, JR mentioned referee Earl Hebner. He's like, yeah, we're allowed to use the ref's names here. I'm stop, like, yeah, stop great, we get it. You don't like WWE. It, it's, like, it, Crack on. It, it's like if they were on a date. Yeah. Just got to be themselves, don't be anyone else. It's like you're, on a, you're, you're in a new relationship and you keep slagging your ex off. Just yeah, carry yeah, on, crack on. Crack on, yeah. Anyway, this stop, match... Yeah, stop, stop trying to create a war that isn't there. Because, uh, do, you, you look, you're looking like second best. If you're constantly talking about the number one, you're making yourself look like number two. <laughs> Which brings you back to the time. It talks about destroying the throne again, yeah. <laughs> um, right, this match, what did we think about it then? Um, so I, thought, I, I think... Goldust, Dustin Rhodes. He can still fucking move. Rolling back the ears, wasn't he? Yeah. He looked in really good shape. Well, he did look simply ready to Hey. He, he looked like, you know, that Mr. Yeah. Cat Sandler. Yeah. I think you put it up last night. Yeah, like, sensation, Yeah, like a fucking bit of big breath. 
Do you know what? I kind of wish that he didn't do that Darth Maul style paint now, because after he bladed, you couldn't tell what was the face paint and what was the blood. Well, you could see some of it. Well, it was squirting. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that match should have been sponsored by Always Ultra, I think, because, you know, <laughs> they got a few of them mopping up in the ring, it would have sucked it up in no time. But Jesus, he was an absolute crimson mask. He was. By God, the crimson mask. But it wasn't just for shock, though, was it? It actually added to the drama. drama. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, there were a little bit where you like, uh, Gustin just, like, tapped Cody on the, on the shoulders, just like... Oh, I don't really want to do this sort of yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> this, this, a lot of people were taking the piss out of this match beforehand, uh, like saying it's like the old guys. I don't want to see it. It's Cody, Cody Rhodes with a three-star match and all this type of thing. Mm. But I, I had high hopes for it. Uh, I quite enjoyed Cody's match with Nick Aldis. It's all in. Uh, the, yeah. The, the presentation of it, the, the drama, the sense of occasion, really made that work. And I thought if they could do that again, this would be onto a good thing. But they went, they, they far exceeded that. This was, this was, this was deep. This was emotional. It was personal. It was dramatic. This was a spectacle. This was, this was a brilliant, brilliant match. Yeah, and you had uh, both brothers trying to finish each other's off with a uh, the same move, the crossroads, which uh, obviously Cody used back in WWE. Um, what a near falls! A couple of dramatic near falls where it looked like uh, Dustin was going to pick up the win with his uh, his brother's own move. It was literally a 2.99999, but uh, in the end, I think the blood loss that 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 ended up being the, the story of the match, and uh, I think he was just too tired in the end, and Cody pulling off the win. As I say, far exceeded expectations. I think uh, that match will get a lot of people talking. There's a lot, there'll be a lot of attention on that. Uh, yeah, I thought I thought uh, I thought it was brilliant. I really really enjoyed that. I think what impressed me the most was like. The, the aftermatch of the match as well, where they like had the um, the emotional bit, they hugged it out. When they uh, hugged it out at the end. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, it kind of brought it full circle, didn't it? Because it, 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 the, the story was the, they never almost wanted. It's, it's not as if these were two brothers that had fallen out and were feuding with each other. They just almost had like a point to prove, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a great match and. Uh, like you say, I look forward to watching them tag now because they're going to be uh, tagging against the Young Bucks at the next show, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Young Bucks, that's that's a transition now, that's a segue. Uh, Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, for the Triple uh, R Tag Team Champions. Campeones de Parejas. God bless you. Uh, Young Bucks coming out wearing the Elvis gear. It was It was a look. I don't think I saw that actually, I think it must have been getting some food videos. Yeah, they like had like Elvis style jumpsuits type gimmicks. Uh, what did you think of this match? Loved it, loved it. Um, You've arguably got two of the best tag teams in the world. Yeah. I'd put LAX up there with them as well. And this was very much that kind of style match as well, wasn't it? It was that all action kind of. Right, let's get it. There'll be a lot of people that hate this type of match. Just the Jim Cornette. Yeah, no selling, no tags, just all, just all action, just all. It's just a sprint from start to finish. But, but for me. Once one was out of the ring. It was kind of very lax Mexican rules, but uh, 
It was, it was all actually. It's what I like to call video game wrestling. Yeah. Like almost like it's like a game of Street Fighter where you've got your best moves. You're constantly trying to think of another move to do, another technique to try and beat the other guy. I mean, you had you had uh, early doors. The Lucha Brothers were like on top, and I think that there's kind of like the story with there was that the books have been so busy setting up the company. They hadn't had time to wrestle. I think this was like their first match in months. That was the storyline. Uh, I've not been watching it, but the the storyline on being the elite lead up to it was the fact that they are they are Ring Rust, yeah. especially Matt Jackson. Oh, got, I know what's being the elite. Ring Rust, so. and uh, every time they kind of practice the moves, they kept missing. Right. Uh, so, so the storyline was, oh shit, uh, we're not quite on the same page here. Right. Uh, things are going wrong. We're not as fluid as we used to be. Uh, we need to get back on the same page if we're going to beat the Lucha Bros. Uh, you mentioned like the video game style of wrestling. Canadian destroyers are plenty. Uh, super kick parties. It had everything. And uh, in the end, surprisingly, I thought the Young Bucks won. I didn't see the Young Bucks winning, to be honest. I didn't think they'd retain. You know, would it be in the Triple A titles? Uh, they've got a rematch in two weeks at Triple A's second biggest show of the year. Oh, so right. I, switch I didn't, I didn't uh, know about that. But it's not to say they couldn't have done it, switched it and switched it back, so you never. Yeah, I, I, I generally didn't know there was another match. I thought that they'd have to be going down to Mexico every couple of months, but if they've got a match in another two weeks, that's probably where they'll do it then. But yeah, it's, it, it was a tag team match between two of the best tag teams in the world at the minute. It was always going to deliver. Like you say, you're either a fan of that style of wrestling or you're not. And I think, if you're a fan of it, you're going to love it. If not, you're going to hate it. Yeah, and I think this was very much the, this is what tag team wrestling in AEW is going to look like. I think it's very much like a, a marker in the sand, wasn't it, about this is what we're going to do now. So. Well, you'd rather have a tag team match like this, co-main event in a big pay-per-view event, than it'd be given five or six minutes on Raw or appearing on the pre-show on Money in the Bank. So, at least tag team wrestling in AEW looks like it's going to be spotlighted, unlike in the WWE at the minute. Well, you never know. You never know. If, if this match gets a good reaction, and I think all indications are that it is going to, uh, you know, WWE may well think that tag team wrestling is hot and they may start pushing that direction. Moving on to the main event, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Uh, I thought it was a really, really good match. I thought Chris Jericho probably in the best shape that I've seen him in forever. What pigeon, pigeon, Jeff? Something fucking not right though. To be honest, though, I mean, in the lead up to this, there was a lot of focus on his training, and you can tell that he'd taken this very, very seriously. Oh yeah. He was in the gym a lot. I thought his arms looked massive. Didn't have as big a gut as he's usually had on him. I think that he's been taking this very seriously. He knows that he's going to be a very focal point of this company. Yeah. He knows there's a lot of responsibility on his yeah. shoulders. And for a 48-year-old, I mean, if I look like that now and I'm 35, I'd be happy. Well, I've only got three years to go and I look fucking nowhere near. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega, obviously, huge reaction from the crowd. Uh, Jericho coming out, all guns blazing. He seems a different type of wrestler. He used to be the guy that flew about. Obviously, he's knocking on now. To, as he's reinvented his charisma, his character in the past in WWE, I think he's reinvented his fighting style. He was a lot more strike-based, a lot of chops, a lot of kicks. 
it's one of them you've got to know your limitations as well, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. If you're trying to throw yourself off the top rope like you did when you were 20 or I mean, Jericho's smart. He's been doing this for nearly 30 years now. And it's, there's not many, whether you love him or hate him, there's not many better than Jericho in the business. Uh, there's a nice spot where uh, he tossed Kenny Omega into the crowd and uh, he stole the camera off one of the cameramen, started filming him and chatting shit to him. I thought that was quite funny. Um, yeah, uh, there was a, a table spot where... Uh, he double stomped a table into Jericho. Yeah. Thought that was a good bit. Ben's just back from the bar. Hello. I was just saying to Jeff, uh, I thought Jericho was in the best shape I've seen him in forever. Really? Yeah, I really did. No, I thought upper body wise. If I think even his guts were as big. Like, well. I, like, I, like I said, I can't take away the attention from like his funny, like caved in. Pigeon chest. Yeah, what the fuck's going on there? I take it you disagree then. I do disagree. Oh, yeah, he's, he's certainly looking that dad bod, isn't he? I think. He's 48 to be yeah, fair. Well, to be, yes, you are right. You're right. I thought, considering what? his age. Whatever you think about his appearance, and you can, a lot of people do talk about his appearance these days. In the ring, he was as smooth as ever. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was just saying to Jeff. I think he's been doing this nearly 30 years now. And whether you love him or hate him, I don't think he's many better at reinventing themselves, not just character-wise, but style-wise. I was just saying to Jeff, um, he's changing style from that high-flying hybrid style to more of a strike-based style. He's, he's done that his entire career, uh, going through Smoky Mountain and ECW into WCW. It's like this kind of indie, indie high-flyers kind of style. To then getting the more character, the, the heel, the obnoxious heel. To then coming back and doing like the, uh, do you remember when he was in the suit in WWE and things? Very stoic. Every time, every time he comes back, he, go, he disappears and he comes back. He has a look around the scene and thinks, right, what can I do this time to stand out, be different? What's gonna, what's gonna resonate with the current fans? Well, that, and he, he always does it spot on. That was actually a thing that when he was making his entrance, weren't it? It was like showing different, fa- uh, different spots from his career, wasn't it? With the lights up, jacket, when he was lying out, etc. Etc. Before he actually coming himself, looking like somebody uh, fucking motley crew. Uh, again, back to the match. Uh, Omega ended up with a bit of a busted nose. A bit of a busted nose. Pointed mildly. Exploded. Yeah, uh, I don't know whether that was a break, but uh, certainly a uh, gussy like a tap or a faucet to you American listeners. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought. For me, it was a little bit long. I think it went about half an hour. And uh, there were periods where, I don't know if they were both genuinely hurt or just selling, but they did take like quite a while to get up from some spots. It was long. It, it started slow compared to the match that came before it. Yeah. It wasn't as good as their Tokyo Dome match, but but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what they did. Yeah, it's all I thought it was a worthy score. main event. Yeah, it's all a good score. Uh, Jericho picking up the win with his new finisher, the Judas effect, which is like a, a spinning back elbow. And it kind of came out of nowhere, didn't yeah. it? Did he ever actually tell anybody what the finishing move was before he actually did it? Yeah, okay. there was there was like um, there was like a preview show on ITV. I, I knew he had a new. I, I remember I watched it, but I remember seeing he, he had a new move. So it's think, literally just like yeah, spinning out. I, I, I never realised he actually told people what the move was. So, I was kind of, so when he did it, I was like, oh, okay. The crowd were kind of shocked, weren't they? Yeah. It was like, whoa, that's it, that's it. Well, 
the last few minutes kind of lost their way a bit, didn't they? There was a couple of things that didn't go quite right. I thought took the, took the drama side of it right down. Yeah. Because they've been building this really dramatic match, which was building really, really well. But the, the, the end did kind of uh, go a bit awry, I would say. And then Jericho won kind of out of nowhere, it seems. Yeah, like you say, that kind of brought the, the room down a bit. And you had Jericho getting on the mic. Being me after that, you ungrateful jerks. Cutting a promo, saying that uh, he's not leaving even until everybody thanks him and uh, out came Moxley. Oh, massive roar from the crowd, yeah. weren't it? I mean, Moxley's not my thing. I think he's shit. Uh, he, I've never been interested in what he does. He looks like a dickhead. He, he doesn't wrestle great. I'm not interested in him, but to be fair, to this audience, he was a star. And the way the way he came across at the end there, you're like, wow, this is the guy. He's he, he was a he was a bigger star here than I've ever seen him. Like than he ever felt in WWE. Well, Ben Corrigan there, sitting on the fence as per usual. Uh, yeah, he came in the ring. He had dirty deeds on Jericho. Referee, he was knocked out. Came back to his feet. Hit a dirty deeds on the referee. Went to hit one on Omega. They kind of brawled up the ramp and uh, hit one up on the ramp and then um, kind of stood on a big pile of casino chips and chucked him onto the floor, didn't he? That's right. It was like a giant stack of casino Obviously, building into the uh, Las Vegas double or nothing uh, kind of thing. There's a giant, giant set of uh, casino chips, wasn't it? But uh, poker chips. Uh, and I, I remarked on Twitter that I've never seen a bigger pile of chips than when I, last time I went to the fish pan at Scarborough. Uh, chi- chips over here are French fries for Americans. No, they're not. They're better than French fries. Well, obviously, they're thicker, tastier. Just like Americans. And you can throw a wrestler off them. Yeah, in exactly. Scarborough. In Scarborough. In Leeds. In Leeds. <laughs> but, uh, right, double or nothing. Was it worth your $14.95? Yes, it was. Would it have been worth $60? Uh, I suppose the reason it's $60 in America is because that's the price for pay-per-views, isn't it? Yeah. That's the price that wrestling pay-per-views are. That's the price that well, boxing pay-per-views have been more than that yeah. until the zoners come along. Um, so that's the price that those people are used to paying. WWE's kind of changed the game, but they have they have content every single month. It's more of a subscription service. It is a one-off event. I think the price is fair, especially in the UK. £15, that's a steal. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Agree what about you, Jeff? Most definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's 1995. Yeah, exactly. When when uh, when the WWE do a pay per view over here, it's 20 quid. Like you say, Matty. Um, I think 15 quid spot on. I think what you got was it about four hours worth? Uh, five. The pre-show is obviously free. Yeah. But, but I'm not sure many people watch the pre-show that weren't watching the actual. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's a five hour show, £15, what's that, £3 an hour? New, New Japan's like that, so five hours, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Would, would, would any of you, next pay per view that they do, would you be buying in again? Yes. Yeah, d- depends on all that. Because isn't the next one, it's like the Fighter Fest or something, isn't it? So I don't think it's a full show. So if it's, it's, it's a lower price, I'll probably get it. Yeah. Will they be doing it? The next full show they do, like in Jacksonville, I think, then yes, I will absolutely pay for it. Will they be doing like 
Twitch short stream for that firefight. I've no idea, it might that's one avenue they might go down. Uh, so I take it we'll all be watching on ITV4 when the weekly programme yes. eventually comes out. It's one of them, they've got a, had a really good show, they've got to build on the momentum and the goodwill what they've got now. I've, I've, I've absolutely still got reservations about how weekly TV for them is going to look. Um, how long do you do? Do you do one hour, two hours? Two, hour, two, two hours I think is the norm now. I think that's what networks are going to ask for. Um, but I, yeah, I, I still don't see them as a weekly TV promotion. But as a one, as a super show promotion, doing a big show every two months, every three months or something. And if, if they're like, if they're going to be like that, th- th- absolutely, I, I'm, I'm all in. Oh God. So, fa- <laughs> final go around the table. A W W all or nothing, double or nothing. Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yep, thumbs up all round. Uh, if you've not checked it out and you can afford to do so, especially in America, bloody hell, uh, check it out. It was really good, really worth a watch. Uh, I think the future's bright for AEW. Whether they'll be able to dethrone WWE as the number one show in town, that remains to be seen. Very Don't have, doubt- to. Don't have to. Very, very doubtful. They've just got, there's just got to be enough people that want to watch something different to make them a success in their own right. They don't have to overtake. Stop making this a war. All right. Sorry, Ben. Jesus. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> very naughty, isn't he? Always <laughs> oh, cranky. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And I'm going to hand you back over to myself in the studio. Bye. Yo, this is the independent David Starr, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. Yo, this is Haskins, and you're listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. What's up, guys? This is the Aerial Assassin, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs. I'm Sammy Callahan, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs on HTM Network. Cheers, others, and uh, also many thanks to all involved in that roundtable. Be sure to give Andy and Jeff Ogden a follow on Twitter. uh, At OggyPart3, that's O-double-G-Y-P-A-R-T number three. And uh, Jeff Ogden2, that's G-E-O-F-F-O-G-D-E-N number two. Uh, Give their podcast, Graps and Claps uh, Audio, a listen. Uh, that's available on iTunes and Podbean. Uh, beer and wrestling, two things that us Brits love. Uh, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, there'll be a mailbag episode in two weeks. Uh, Want to get involved? Here's how. Send in your questions via Twitter at Others Chairs. Uh, on Facebook, if you search Tables, Others and Chairs message board, Uh, It should pop up. Uh, Leave your questions on there. Uh, While you're at it, subscribe to Tables, Ads and Chairs YouTube page. Uh, I think I'm around the 430 mark. Something like that. Uh, Huge news once 500 subs is hit. So, uh, yeah, help a brother out. Subscribe to that. Uh, As always, subscribe to the HTM Podcast Network on iTunes, Stitcher, HittingTheMarks.com for shows like PW Hustle, Turnbuckle Talk, Wrestle Podcasts with Robert Nelson, HDM Wrestling and HDM Sports with Jargo and RBV. I will be back again next week. 
have an awesome weekend. Until then, I will see you next Thursday. Ta-ra.